Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built podcast. I'm with Macy Chance. How are you, Macy? I'm doing so good. How are you, Jamie? Good. I'm so glad you're here. Pretty soon, this is one of the last few podcasts that I'm using Jamie Rowe. I know. Um, I noticed I know. a little change. I know. Everything's going to foster. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal until I started to do all the paperwork, which you've done recently because you were yes. Macy O'Grady. And then yes. going back and doing the paperwork is. Um, it's another job. I'll leave it, it at that. It is absolutely another job. And I'm still uncovering places where I'm like, oh yeah, I never changed at that bank. I guess I have to do that. So yes, it's, uh, it's fun and exciting and a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of work. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So everyone, I'm going to share a little bit about Macy before we get started. Now, Macy, she's a realtor, a real estate agent, who serves women with children in the Denver metro area going through or contemplating divorce. She helps her clients sell their marital home and find the best home to start their next chapter. Macy has a strong commitment to the financial and emotional stability and empowerment that home ownership brings to divorced women and brings clarity and ease to those she serves. Thank you for being on the show. I'm so glad you're here. This is a very important topic. Yes, definitely. It's a big, big, big part of, um, well, our lives where we live and the stability that it brings. And especially during divorce, it's like the first question that comes up is where am I going to live? What am I going to do? You know, and it creates a lot of anxiety and stress. It's a lot of anxiety because you're moving out of your, literally moving out of your comfort zone. Like we talk about, oh, and try this new skill or things like that. But when it comes down to your home mm -hmm. and how, if you've lived in the home for years and years, and then you have to leave in a time of strife, yeah. that's a super stressful time. Yes. Extremely stressful. I I've, I've used the analogy that it's like your life is on a game board and somebody comes along and just yanks out the game board, all the pieces go flying. And then you're in this what's the new game board going to be? Is it the same? Is it a different one? Where are all the pieces going to fall? And obviously the house is the, is a huge part of that, especially when you have kids, but even if you don't, you're still kind of like, what am I going to do? And it's very, it's very unnerving and very stressful. In addition to all the other things that you're navigating during divorce. Yeah. And especially to, um, yeah, there's lots to navigate. And also if you have your own business, which a lot of people listening, uh, listeners are women and men who are entrepreneurs. Yes. And when you have that also to play into everything, yeah. you're trying to run your business, run your household with the kids and you're getting a divorce and you don't know where you're going to live. I mean, there's all these pieces to it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, can be really unnerving and upsetting. Yes. And I know that you've been through this yourself. Yes. 
So (laughs) I would love to hear a little bit about your story and when you went through your divorce, how many years ago was that? It was nine years ago, almost exactly. Almost nine years ago. Okay. And then you were living in a home for how many years had you been in that home? So we had been in that home, I would say six or seven years. So we had been there for a while. Um, And when I learned that we were going to get a divorce, a lot of people, women in general, because we tend to be more the caretakers, um, automatically are like, a lot of people are like, I I have to stay in this house. I don't want to move my kids. I want to create the stability for them here. Um, and as a side note, sometimes that's a detriment because maybe you can't afford it. You know, maybe it's more than you can handle. And when I have women coming to me, asking me like, Hey, I'd really like to stay in my house. I really try to get them to think with the facts and the data around it, because so much of what we do in divorce is an emotional decision, but particularly when it comes to the home and the the big financial pieces, the more facts and data that you have to make a decision, the better, um, but the better decision you're going to make. And I say to them, you know, if it's going to strap you and if it's going to make it really, really expensive, I mean, your kids need a mom who's present and who isn't stressed about money, who isn't stressed about all of the things that have to be done around the house. And, you know, so does it make sense for you to stay? Um, in my particular case, I was ready to move that home did not have energy in it that I wanted. I didn't like the colors. I didn't like, and it was big and I was ready to move out. So that was an easier decision for me because I just had this immediate knowing that it wasn't the place that I wanted to start my next chapter. And so that made it a little bit easier. Well, and I think it's, um, of course, it's extremely difficult decision, but you asking women these questions in such an emotional time to say, look at the data and the facts. And for you, like for you, it was an easy decision. Like, listen, I don't like the colors of the house. It's too big. It's not a fit for me. And the energy of it too. I mean, yeah. I totally get that because I know that we started down the road to sell my house, which we will next year. Yes. Exciting. <laughs> um, but um, is to just, that was easy, but sometimes you're right. Like you don't want to move the kids out of the school system. If you have kids, right. Um, right. you're already having so much change in your life. One more thing. And to have to physically move is, is, I don't know how many points it is on. You heard of the stress level that psychologists use and you get points for how many stressful things are in your life. Okay. They all happen at once. Yeah. I know that's very high on the meter when you move. Oh, for sure. For sure. Exactly. Like we talked about in the beginning. I mean, there's so many moving parts. Um, and and then to add a move on top of it is is definitely stressful. And sometimes it's the right thing to do. You know, sometimes it is the best thing for your kids, even though it's counterintuitive to what you actually think. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just the way you know, your, your settlement goes. And, and I think the, my journey has been to have an attachment to as much of that as I can. Um, because there's always, it always works out in our, in our favor. Um, and it's really, it's really easy to lose sight of that when you're in the midst of trying to control something, um, when everything feels out of control. Yes, certainly. And I, 
one thing that was so great about you, the process where I, when I was going through my divorce, I was trying to control what I could because mm-hmm. everything felt out of control for me. I yes. was in this fog. I don't know what was happening. And the way you always spoke to me was so calming. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was yeah. just so nice. I look forward to our conversations because I knew it was going to be a chill conversation because when you're dealing with attorneys, I had a really amazing divorce coach. I had all these people who were throwing numbers at you and spreadsheets and you've got to do this today and we have to fill this out. And it was so, it was overwhelming. Like to talk to you was like, oh, this is like a walk in the park and a pleasure and a hug probably in the process. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Felt so good because I felt like you cared and you actually, you've been through it. Yeah. know what we're going through. Well, and I think that once you can get really clear on, again, the facts and the data, then you can really settle into what is best. And when I'm working with clients or in this case, working with you, it's like, okay, let's just calm down and right. (laughs) How do we do that when we're in just this total turmoil? Um, And because I've been there and done that, I get it. You know, I have total empathy for where you are at that time. And my role is to guide you through making the best decision possible. And in your case, it was, you know what, maybe this isn't the right time. You know, we put your house on the market when that was the huge shift, you know, in June of of 2022. And everything came to a screeching halt. And we just kept getting all of these signs that like, nope, this isn't the right time. Um, And we could make that decision. I mean, you came to that decision and it was like, yes, that's a big yes for me too. Like, let's pause this. And now we've got, got much better timing and the market has settled down. And, you know, when we go to list your house next year, you know, it will be a much smoother process. <laughs> yes. And all the things that I know that need to be done in the house. Yeah. Yeah. You live in the house for, I've been here for 10 years plus now. Okay. There's just stuff you don't even notice anymore, but now I know what I need to change. Yes. But things like that too. I mean, well, let's consider this. So, you know, if we have some entrepreneurs listening here, maybe they're contemplating divorce. Yep. Um, I know there was a big rush of people getting divorced um, during COVID and right afterward. And I was also in that group of people, Yeah, uh, but still it, it goes on and, you know, marriage is 50% uh, rape, right? So if someone's contemplating it and they're an entrepreneur and they're a woman, um, what is like the, what advice would you give to them if they're just in that contemplation process? Uh, you know, not to keep being, you know, repeating the same thing, but I think the more information that you can gather, the more empowered you are and the less fear that you have. You know, we, I mean, not me in particular, when my, you know, now ex-husband told me that we were getting a divorce, I was like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, I was at that time, I was working part-time. So I didn't have an income that would be able to support two kids. And I knew nothing about how the legal system worked. I didn't know I was going to get child support. I didn't know that I was going to have, you know, maintenance or alimony. And so I immediately went into fear and, you know, because I wasn't, I was on the receiving end of the decision. Um, 
you know, I immediately went into action, called an attorney, had a consultation and just talk me through what happens next, you know, talk me through what do I need to know so that I can get clear on what's possible and calm myself down. And now if you're on the, the contemplating side and you're the person who, who is going to be asking for this, that's all work that you can do on the front end to really understand. And when you own your own business, how is my business going to factor into this? I mean, everything's negotiable, so there's no like black and white answer, but at least you can try to wrap your head around what could possibly be coming up as you go through this process. And just having that information is, it just really just calms you down um, to make better decisions. Sure. Yeah. So gathering information, as much as information as possible. Yes. Um, tapping into those resources that are available to you. Yeah. Um, and then, so you have more clarity. So, and also that relieves, you know, the nervous system starts to calm down, mm -hmm. starts to go away and like, oh, I actually can afford this house or you know what? I don't even like this house. Right. I need to move out and that's okay. And I can figure this out. What about resources? Cause I know that you are so connected um, right. in the Denver market in terms of helping women. What other resources would you suggest for them to start looking into? Yeah. And, and to add to the Denver market, I also have resources around the country, realtors included, but you know, a different, different divorce professionals be, because of networks that I'm a part of. Um, and that's something that I really um, was intentional about. I knew that when I chose um, to focus on supporting women going through divorce or people going through divorce, that I wanted to also be a resource for people. And what I tell people is, I don't care if you have a house to sell or not. I'm so connected and have been really intentional about building really strong relationships with quality divorce professionals that truly care about making the process better. Um, I, that I'd love to connect you to somebody because I know they'll be well taken care of. So, you know, some of those professions include, you know, uh, attorneys, of course, mediators, you can go through divorce without even needing an attorney, um, divorce coaches, which I know you have personal experience with and is also, you know, a wonderful way, wonderful. I don't think divorce wonderful <laughs> is the right word. <laughs> They make it better than doing it by yourself. Well, they make it way better. Yeah. And potentially less, you know, less opportunities for litigation and, and going to court and, you know, those kinds of things. I think they can come up with some really creative solutions. Um, I didn't even know any of that existed when I was going through my divorce. And that's partly why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I wanted to be who I needed at that time. I didn't, I didn't know that there were realtors that, that knew about divorce. And had I worked with somebody who did, it all worked out fine, but there were some decisions that were made that probably could have been avoided had my realtor at the time known, okay, you can't, you know, these are certain things you can't do when you're in the midst of divorce. And again, it all worked out fine, but, and I didn't know, how do you even get divorced? What do you even do? So having connections to those comes from my personal story. Um, so other professions would definitely be therapists. I'm a huge believer in therapy um, or, you know, any kind of personal development. Um, I truly believe that when you embark on this journey, that you have an opportunity to become a better version of yourself if you choose to. So yeah. that's been you know, my commitment to myself is to continue to learn and grow and, and 
always iterating the best version of myself, um, even now, you know, nine years later. And I think therapy um, is a huge part of that. Uh, 100% therapy. I think I had two therapists at one point and I was going two to three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. And doing retreats and everything. Yes. And one of my very good friends, and I don't know if you've probably heard this analogy or I've talked about it, is the whole like, you're the caterpillar. And then during the divorce, you go into the chrysalis and it's like, goo. (laughs) Yes. And when you come out, you're this butterfly, but it still takes time to learn how to use your wings. You've never had wings before. So this is a whole new transformational process if you desire that. If you don't, you know, to each their own, but right. um, such a whole new world opens up and it is wonderful later, but yes. during that process, you do have to spend some time in a chrysalis reconfiguring yes. who you are, maybe your lifestyle, where you live um, and changing to the best version of yourself possible. And yes. it is a process. I agree with you. Definitely. <laughs> and it's, you know, I call it the messy middle. And, you know, when I'm now that I'm on the other side of it and I'm watching people go through it, you know, I just want to like scream and shout, like, you're going to be better for this. You know, I mean, I have to, you know, honor and respect and validate the experience is very hard. You know, it is, it's, it's extremely challenging. And when you have kids, you've got kids that are dealing with, you know, the transition and the challenges from that, you know, and so getting, getting the help that you need so that you can really be as grounded as possible in this messy middle is I'm just such a huge believer in that. Yeah. I mean, anytime you invest in yourself, you're, it's always going to have a return on investment for sure. I've never had any, I don't ever want to say that word never, but it's very rare that I have not gotten a return on investment when I invest in myself. I agree. So your divorce, if we could take a step back. So difficult divorce, right? Um, you were working part-time, you wanted to move out of the house. Yes. So you, you moved out, you got a different place and now you're nine years later. So share a little bit, how wonderful your life is. We use that, I'm using that word a lot now. Wonderful. <laughs> Tell me how amazing, kind of give us all an update of where you are today. Sure. So, yeah, so I was, um, you, you, you skipped through that. So I'll just give some of the highlights because it's important how I got to where I am. So we sold our marital home. I actually moved in with my parents, me and my two kids, (laughs) because I didn't know where I was going next, but it was just such that knowing of like, I just don't want to be in this house. Um, and very shortly after, luckily I found another home to purchase and was able to do that. So we lived in that house for, I think five years. And then I, I, I had actually done a full renovation of that house, sold that house, and then moved into the house that I'm in now, which I did a full renovation of that as well. So what coincided with that was, you know, I started working full time. I was doing, um, uh, operations consulting for small businesses, I was hired by a gentleman who owned a real estate company, knowing nothing about real estate, which was about eight years ago, and had to learn by myself everything about real estate. I mean, him, I could learn from him, but he was not a great mentor or teacher. So, which was actually a blessing because it made me go out and I had talked to his accountant. I talked to his attorneys, like teach me about this. How do we form an LLC? Like, how do we, you know, we had fix and flips and what do I need to know about that? And, um, 
So we had fix and flips. We had um, a residential real estate, commercial real estate, property management, Airbnb, like anything having to do with real estate. It was a crash course. So after doing that for about four years, I had gotten my license and was doing some brokerage and in helping buy and sell and absolutely fell in love with it. And I knew that I wanted to really focus on just that one thing. And somebody mentioned to me about a realtor who focused on working with divorcing families. And I immediately was like in alignment with, I want to work. I want to work with women going through divorce. I want to be who I needed at the time. I want to be, you know, somebody that can help guide guide women through this. And of course I work with other people. I have my sphere. I have my, you know, referrals that aren't going through divorce, um, which really, when you think about the real estate transaction requires the same skill set, whether there's a divorce or not, because moving is challenging and, and can be stressful. And so, um, so then, um, you know, personally, I had done a lot of personal development, like just like you, the retreats, the therapy, the personal development coaches, all of that. And I had finally gotten to a point after about five years of being divorced that I was ready for what I say is the next level of healing that comes from being in a relationship, because I knew it's not oh, you're in a relationship and everything is fine. Like, no, you're going to have to still, you know, heal. And, you know, things are going to come up that after being single for so long that you you can't deal with, you know, there's only so much healing you can do by yourself. So I started dating again and very shortly after met my husband, my now husband. Yes. And got married too. Yes. Yes. So we met, um, in January of 2019 and then we got married in October of 22. Wow. And, uh, he is without question, the best thing that ever happened to me. And I worked really hard and did a lot of personal development to be the person I needed to be, to be healthy in a relationship. Hmm. I love that so much. There's a happy ending. I mean, there's not always happy endings. We don't need to be like Disney, but, um, but you, it was a lot of work to get there, worked on yourself, work on, um, your business that all ties together. I mean, the family, everything all connects together. Um, and it's all worth it in the end. And that's what I love so much about you because you've been through it all and you've come out positive, amazing, beautiful on the other side. And that's what people, it gives us hope, right. And inspiration because when you're in the thick of, in the middle of it, like you say, right. It's, um, it's hard to see the good that could come out when it's so, when today is so difficult and you're not sleeping and you're not eating and Mm -hmm. nothing feels right. And you know, the world is falling apart. Your current world is falling apart. Like to have a glowing, like, like you, to help guide like a lighthouse in the right direction is worth, um, is worth so much and really helps people. And so continue doing what you're doing, please, because what you do is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and and I'm very cautious to say that it's not about getting the man that is, that's not the, you know, that's not the shining gold star. It's about who I became in that process to attract a person that met me where I was at. And, you know, we have 
a really beautiful relationship because of the, you know, the work that he and I both did um, to, to get to that point. Um, and I remember, you know, ball, you know, sitting in a ball in my closet crying because I didn't, I didn't want my kids to see me falling apart because I needed to be for them the strong person. You know, I have, they're older now, they're 21, almost 21 and 18. And so I've had more conversations with them about what life was like, you know, and, and they, and being a little more vulnerable with them. And there were times that I just needed to just let, let it out. And I didn't want them, you know, to be, I didn't want them to worry about me. I didn't want to be somebody that they needed to worry about. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think they know like if mom's sad, but sometimes yeah. I'm with you, I would go in my bathroom and be like, okay, we can break down in here. We cannot break down at the dinner table. Yes, exactly. Or go in my car and drive around and scream in my car Yeah. or go to the batting cage or go work out or do something, but yes. find ways to take care of my mental health yes. so that my kids know that I am the rock for them. I'm here exactly. for them. It's good for kids to see our emotions. For sure. But sometimes there's moments they don't need to see that much. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And on, I've never thought about going to a batting cage. That is a fantastic idea. Oh, I loved it. That was my <laughs> summer. I knew which cage to go to over here. Um, <sighs> and uh, I used to play softball a long time ago when I was okay. a kid. And uh, I would leave when I couldn't hit a ball anymore. And my arm hurts so bad. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way. The other great thing, my therapist um, best advice is she said, um, you know, I, I struggled with sharing anger because I thought it was dangerous to be angry because I had seen other family members get angry and it felt scary. Sure. So a great way to release anger. This is a side note for entrepreneurs. This is great too. I've done this, not just through my divorce, but afterwards, yep. um, you know, upset things that happen is you take a bag of ice you go to a wall. I have a retaining wall in my backyard and you just take ice and throw it. It, it shatters and just oh. goes everywhere and it makes a cracking noise. It's the best. That sounds super satisfying. <laughs> it is. And one time I was doing it, I was so mad because throwing pillows, I, I'm, I'm going to break a lamp. I'm so clumsy. Yeah. Like, I don't like to throw stuff in the house. People yeah. are like, oh, I'm screaming a pillow. I'm like, that's not satisfying. So I would, one day I, my daughter came home and saw me doing it, breaking ice on the retaining wall. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, come on out here and let's do it together. We we're laughing and joking. And so this is, that happened. And then several weeks later, my daughter came home and she was upset. And I said, what's going on? She goes, you know what? I didn't do great on that math test or history or whatever. She's like, where's that bag of ice? <laughs> That's and beautiful. <laughs> right, we went out in the back and we threw ice in the wall and we're laughing. But and she was just got it all out of her system. And I think we need to find those ways to make ourselves feel better, um, you know, and taking care of our mental health and not doing it through some of the more negative coping behaviors, which we've all done at some time or another. But yeah. throwing ice does not hurt anyone. It is mm -hmm. super fun to do. You get laughing, and it's the best ever. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe we should do that as like in a workshop sometime. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I, when you said that and, and the way your daughter, you know, kind of like used that as a way to release, you know, Glennon Doyle says there's no such thing as one way liberation. So when we become free, 
what our kids can become free. And, and as entrepreneurs, when we become free and when we start to learn how to be our best selves, the people around us have that freedom and ability to become their best selves, our clients, our, you know, the people that are working for us, our vendors, all of that. It, it just creates this, this environment and this energy around, wait, I want to be my best self too. How do I do that? What, what's she doing and how can I do that also? And for your daughter to see that, I mean, that's a freedom for her. That's created liberation for her. I love that. Thanks Macy. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what, let's talk about how people can find you if they're either if they are going through a divorce and they're looking to sell their house or looking to buy a house, or they're just looking to buy a house or sell a house, yep. you don't have to be going through a divorce to connect nope. with Macy. So what's the best way for people to find you? So my website is macychance.com. Talk about all the things that I had to change. Oh my, you changed that? Oh <laughs> yes. my God. I haven't I even gotten to that yet. Okay, yes. Continue. Yes. <laughs> Fun times. Um, so uh, macychance.com. I'm Macy Chance Realtor on Instagram, Macy Chance on LinkedIn, Macy Chance Realtor on Facebook. Um, so those were those were pretty much the best ways to get a hold of me. I was gonna say there's gotta be some branding around take a chance on Macy uh-huh. Chance. <laughs> You're like, I've heard it already, lady. Thank you so much. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Thanks for letting me share. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at impact to income.